The Football Show on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more. Live on Sky Sports. I'm prepared to end it if I can. Well, do it then. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should it be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh. And almost. For once winning it back deep inside the Scottish half. Malumbi challenges McGregor. Brown comes in. He goes to ground under the tackle of Christie and well, Steve Clark may have a decision to make as Ireland win it back. Malumbi has it again. Obafemi from distance. Oh! Michael Obafemi! Oh! What, what a, a great Irish goal! 30 yards out. First time. Smashed into the top of the Scottish net. Republic of Ireland 3. Scotland 0. Michael Obafemi with a yeah, that'll do it. Michael Obafemi with an amazing strike. Nathan Murphy and Stu Burnham commentary for us yesterday here and off the ball. Michael Obafemi, as you might imagine, was pretty happy post-match. He caught up with Nathan and was talking about his goal, amongst other things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, got the win. Uh, got a goal and assist. I, f- I feel like the fans, fans are happy. I'm happy, the team's happy, so yeah, that's the main thing. I've been coming here for, I think, uh, what is it, 13 years since the stadium first opened. Uh, that's the best goal that's ever been scored in the stadium. Really? Oh, I think so. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, Talk us through it. Uh, obviously, Troy played me the ball, just thought I'd open up and just give, give, give it a go, do you know what I mean? And thankfully it went, <laughs> went in a little chicken dipper, but yeah, it was good. Is that the sort of goal you score every day in training? No, I wouldn't say so, but to be fair, I did hit a similar one in training during the week, so I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, a little chicken dipper, a little swerver, a little rocket, whatever you want to call it. So Obafemi with an amazing strike and an amazing performance, it must be said. Stephen Kenny was asked then if this was the best win, the best performance of his tenure. I'd really thought about that, but, um, you know, it was a, the players are terrific. You know, I think, I suppose the other, the, the situation was that um, we went into, the, into, the, into this game after having, you know, real setbacks this week, uh, having lost the game, so... And we ended up um, conceding, you know, not, not really conceding any chances in the previous two games, but today we did concede a couple of chances and Scotland didn't take them. And uh, we took ours, we capitalised on ours. And I think that was important. And uh, once we got the first goal, the crowd really got behind us and they really uh, inspired the players and the players fed off the energy of that and scored two and could have had more but um, scored another two but you know any sort of victory over Scotland was a big win because they, they've been you know a terrific uh, team over the last few uh, last couple, couple of years uh, since Steve Clark was appointed so um, so we're just pleased to get the win Yeah and it ticks a lot of boxes for Stephen Kenny for Ireland the first competitive home win since June 2019 which is hard to believe and it's the biggest uh, win over a team ranked above Ireland since 1989 and just a first win against a team ranked above Ireland since that Bosnia game in 2015 so for Stephen Kenny it uh, eases the pressure that was building uh, this week and the scrutiny which was building this week certainly David Snade was at the Aviva Stadium is with us now hi David how's it going Joe afternoon so that was much needed to say the least. Uh, give us your overall take on the Irish performance then. Yeah, the, 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 the first thing that came to my mind was I was thinking that M- Michael Obafemi he might have had like a happy meal on his mind because when he was describing his uh, link-up play for Troy Parrott, he said he wanted to put it on his nugget 
So between that and the chicken nippers, so we kind of <laughs> that kind of gives a bit of food for thought, I suppose. Um, but it, it was a strange one. I don't know. Like it felt a bit strange in the sense that up until the the first goal, I thought Ireland seemed a bit nervy. Like they made reference to the fact that they gave away that chance for John McGinn from the from the goal kick when Shane Duffy tried to play it out and John McGinn should have scored and then even then just before the second goal which again led to the goal kick which Ireland then got that second goal from again carbon copy of it and they gave it away again and it, it felt as if at that point that it was got it looked as if it was going to be a bit of a nervy game a bit of a scrappy game and then just in the build-up, I actually just like I just looked back at it, uh, looked back at it this morning, and um, just to kind of get a sense of it. But in the build-up to the first goal, and I thought it obviously the first goal comes from a set piece. But considering that they had been under a bit of pressure in terms of that early pressure from Scotland and giving the ball away, the goal comes from Ireland keeping the ball, moving the ball quickly. And not just going along with it and then working it wide and then McLean, which was a, a, a factor of the game for the whole game, either set pieces or in free plays, delivery was spot on. And in um, Scotland, I think it was, um, I think it might have been Hanley, just got a little glance and tether that took it away from Obafemi, which led to the corner. But that kind of, I think that, that part in the play kind of, I think, spoke well to the team in terms of they didn't. I was always thinking this is going to get this could get nervy this could get very scrappy and Scotland could maybe sense a bit of blood similar to what Armenia did especially in the second half where Armenia were basically just were able to shape up against Ireland and control the game by just defending really well and I thought maybe Scotland were going to have the capability to do on that but then the goals came at, at crucial moments and it was just a, it was a really it felt like a really dominant display then after that in terms of how Warren played and you referenced it there talking about that Bosnia game but even going back to that like in that Bosnia game I remember being there covering it like Ireland dominated that game just how they played you know what I mean and this felt like the first time in a while that that's how Ireland that, that they did it and they did it just by having a fair bit of aggression about their play which I think Jason Malumbi summed up you know Completely. It was a, a, a Malumbi in there. There was a totally different energy about Ireland, totally different level of aggression. And sometimes you wonder if we're so fixated on playing good football, quote unquote, that we forget how good we are when it comes to making life a bit more miserable for the opposition. And <laughs> too often Stephen Kenny's teams have maybe been so focused on doing, quote unquote, again, the right things and playing progressive football that they've forgotten the value of what Malumbi brought to the team. And to be fair, what all of them brought to the team, there was a different energy about the whole side. Yeah, absolutely. And even with Malumbi, like I, I kind of... I kind of made a bit of a reference to it just in my own preview stuff to it. Like he kind of been out of the team for the last little while, but I was surprised that he maybe hadn't got a bit more of a, of a look in the previous two games purely because he's been playing regular football mm. for West Brom. Mm. And like when he, when he, when he got his new contract, well, so when he got uh, his contract with my permanent there at West Brom, obviously he signed, he had been on loan from Brighton and like speaking to people at West Brom about him, like the attitude that he has, like they literally you have to send him home from training, that he's just constantly on lads and he has that mentality around the place even, and that was as a lone player and he's the same character in around that, around that Ireland team. And I just think, like what you say there, sometimes like, I think players just feed off that, the crowd can feed off that and game, not even just in the game against Scotland, but in any game, it, you need that little bit of snarl in that midfield, a little, like, who has that and he's, beginning to find a bit of a discipline to his game as well as as having that where there was times where maybe he, he could 
follow the ball a bit much or maybe get dragged out of position or, and stuff. But they're kind of now elements of his game because he's 22 years old, still learning really. But they're elements of his game that have progressed um, through playing regular football. And it's, it was a point even Stephen Kenny made talking about Michael Obafemi, just that just not his all-round play and playing regularly. The fact that he's been able to put a number of games together, that's why I thought, if, like, and it's a, it's a fair criticism that, to have in terms of managing players' minutes, that, that could have happened in the Ukraine game rather than going with a, a very similar team. And it just shone true. And like, that's the, the third goal. Like, the third goal just summed that up, even in terms of Alan Brown anticipating the breaking ball and coming in from that kind of he was around the halfway line, but coming into that um, position and getting stuck into a tackle, then Billy Gilmore shoves Alan Brown off the ball. And it was almost as if Jason Maroney was offended that his mate got bullied off the ball and he smashed, not even so much smashes him, but again, he anticipates where the ball has got, where, where it's going to go. Mm. And he doesn't have to foul because he's already read where 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 the ball could break and he can get in for the tackle. And then the, the goal then obviously is just sensational that comes from that. But it just kind of had that sense in the ground. That's where Ireland were able to t- have that control because Scotland, the Scotland players ended up getting built off the pitch by their fans and the journalists in the press conference afterwards asking Steve Clare questions about, about their team and the manner of that performance. But I think that owed as much as anything to just the intensity levels that Ireland brought to it because I think Scotland had more of the ball. I am a little bit of a pessimist and you are you know but we know that but that's my job you're supposed to bring the positivity here Monster are not one of the best teams in the world at the moment The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now uh, for Kenny it's a very good afternoon as well he was asked afterwards about any tactical switches and he said well look we did go from 3-4-3 to well he said 5-3-2 is what he said but the, the core point is that extra body in midfield Jason Knight out of possession to be fair was still getting forward and, and popping up maybe on that inside left channel a lot but certainly when Ireland didn't have the ball it felt a lot less like geez, Josh Cullen best of luck mate you're on your own Jeff Hendricks somewhere else and you're there to deal with uh, whatever fire needs to be put out it, it, it felt very much like Cullen surrounded by Malumbia Knight out of possession and Ireland just had better uh, shape better distances between the players weren't as easy to play through because again against Ukraine yeah. it was worryingly easy how quickly Ukraine could routinely go from uh, back to front in possession and very simply as well like very, and they were able to do it very quickly as you said and even Armenia go back to the goal that Armenia scored where it was Josh Cullen playing the ball into actually into Michael Obafemi and it's a bad touch and straight away Armenia were able to turn it over and have a shot on goal re- relatively quickly because there was no pressure on the ball and like if you're looking at it it's kind of like at the very start of this campaign, like even Stephen Kenny spoke about the fact that like there's not going to be maybe that need for experimenting that that was done. But obviously, there's still some new players that come in, like Obafemi, someone who Kenny wanted to have in for that Lithuania, for the friendly with Lithuania. And obviously, some of the circumstances around that where obviously he was still feeling his way back into full fitness, really, and trying to string get, um, games together. But the point being, and it's what Ireland need to do, is, is having a bit of that cohesion because... For as much as we talk about everything else, I think that was the first time I felt that they had that. Yeah. Like in other games, like in the last two games, despite having a relatively decent start, and especially even against Ukraine, you kind of felt, you know what, they they started well, they're going to have a bit of a reaction. But that lack of cohesion kind of ha- had shone through in the previous games because it just wilted in the games and became so disjointed. But that wasn't a factor 
yesterday at all. It was it was just really impressive how how they done it. And like it, again, it comes back to it. Like, is this is it, it almost feels as if you're almost looking for that magic formula all the time for what how Ireland should play, or how how are we going to get the best the best out of it? But in terms of what that midfield brings. Like I think that just sums up, like, and with Jason, like, as you said, drop being able to drop back in and like the work he does, and just the understanding he has in that role, because it's something that Jamie McGrath, who's now not in the squad, had done very well previously when he made his debut against Portugal mm. away in in in, in Farrell. Like that performance was was brilliant from him because that's what he was doing. I think that's definitely in that position where where Ireland have it. That's the kind of player that Ireland need in terms of someone who can maybe link up a little bit with if it's going to be a front two and then drop back in because it's clearly they're just not good enough to not be able to have that extra bit of support in there. Totally. And like Josh Cullen brings a lot of things and I'd be a big fan of Cullen but he doesn't get a ground, across the ground super quickly and, and, and put players under pressure. Hendrick similarly. And yeah. so you do, like Malumbi was a big addition in that respect. Now Hendrick's been very, very good for Ireland so you'd be low to just say, well, that's him done. But certainly with Malumbi in there snapping at people mm-hmm. and with Knight in there as an extra body, I, a bit like you, I'm, I'm where you're saying, oh, we found the formula because the same formula is yeah. not going to work against different opposition and Armenia have a, pose a very different challenge to Ukraine and to Scotland. So like the, the management will have to keep evolving things as, as the challenge requires. But certainly that sense of midfield having a bit more bite in it and a bit more mobility and that extra body in there, I, I don't suspect management will get too far away from that over the coming months. No, I don't. And it, but even just with, with Hendrik, I think what would work because he has been good and this is the thing and you yeah. mentioned Josh, Josh Cullen as well and there could be a sense maybe when you, when he hasn't got maybe that player in beside him who has that ability to cover his ground for him and do that donkey work because listen like still need, like for teams like Ireland you still need that you need that balance you need fellas in there who are willing to maybe do an extra bit of running and it's not that Cullen shirks that but his strengths lie in different areas and if he's dragged and maybe being demanded to do something else it's going to take away different elements of his game and for Hendrick like I think maybe he even in even in that night role he kind of would work better further up because he hasn't got that mobile I don't think and it's not listen he's only 30 years of age it's not as if he, he's like he's passed and can't do that but I just think he's at the stage where he has that ability to play to play a pass like he was the one again going back to it in Armenia yeah. especially in the first half he was able to tread a pass he did it against Ukraine as well so if like if you're trying to say, well, how do you get the pest out of him, which I think has been a question that we've almost been asking with both Jeff Hendrick for about seven years in an Ireland jersey, it does seem as if taking them out with a cut and trust of that in the battling in midfield would be necessary. But then you'll also, you'll also, if you look back on some of the games before this campaign, one of the standout things has been with Hendrick has actually been his link-up play and his mm. kind of understanding with Matt Doherty on that right-hand side. You know, like, and obviously Doherty hasn't been here, and that like that's been a like a big thing because Doherty just gives Ireland a major outlet, even providing like going forward and stepping into midfield a little on on occasion. So, like as you say, like there's going to be different formulas for different games, and it's just about finding the right balance in the games, and that's when you need your management and you need your coaching staff to be able to be kept to say, well, this is what's needed and this is what's required, and hoping that in the games where they choose our different moments that it, that it pays off because like the nature of it you're not going to be able to rely on just 11 players 12 players or or whatever it's Phillips coming in out of form being injured like it, there's international football by just by 
almost design is just it does always seem as if there has to be an element of chop and change yeah. just because when the games come and having being able to mix it up and being able to have different personnel for different um situations and scenarios is just so crucial for a team like world no for sure what's going to be crucial is getting the wing backs question right and McLean, for all the misgivings people might have, he brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of intent, he brings an urgency and his quality is often underrated. And we saw the quality, that right-footed cross, which led to the corner for the first goal, for instance. That's where, on so many occasions, for all the talk of tactics and systems, ultimately, if the players don't deliver moments of quality and have good first touches and put passes together and when they get a chance to put in a good cross put in a good cross then all the tactical innovation is going to count for nothing and he did that and he does do that and and with this system the wing backs are essential they have to have big games they have to deliver when they get a chance to deliver so has he forced his way back into the reckoning where is Enda Stevens, who has flattered to deceive a touch of times do we look at Coleman and Doherty once again and say to Doherty, we know you don't like it out there on the left, but you're going out there because you can do a good job out there. Uh, that that area would be worth nailing down. No, absolutely. And But in terms of just on the left-hand side, McLean, absolutely. I would say in t- just in terms of more so that, the quality that he brought yesterday. And it was, it was kind of... It was quite telling the fact that in the previous two games, Josh Cullen was on all the set pieces effectively, whereas McLean was the one who who took over that. And as I mentioned at the start, he was the one who put that really good cross when he when he when he came in, and um, just that led to that to the corner for yeah. the first goal. And the Stevens is a is a tricky one because it's tough for him. He's just been plagued by injury the last little while. He's you know he got in there and he's played for a little bit of Sheffield United, but he's had really bad time of it with with injury. But he is a player who Stephen Kenny really likes and. On his day, he can be a really effective player in that position because it's it's a role that doesn't require any real thought for him because he's done it for so long. Mm. Um, but again, what we're coming back to, and we're talking about, say, bringing that maybe just a bit of an edge, McLean, McLean does bring that. But again, it's just going to be tempering it a little bit because especially in a window like this, the squad is key because obviously the four games in 10 days. Um, again, it just makes you think that possibly it could have been freshened up for the Ukraine game and a lot of maybe the, the pressure that had built could have maybe been eased if I would say if Ireland had a, had a bit more intensity and aggression in their play and been able to sustain it against Ukraine they could have got a result in that game mm. now the fact is they, they were able to deliver it yesterday and the point you make and you said it there and it's, it's, it's just so simple but you can't go away from it is Ireland just had a bit more quality and class in that final tour yeah. than Scotland like Scotland had their t- chances Scotland could have been one up before Ireland scored. McGain has a really tame shot at the edge of the box. And then, as I said, before just that led to the goal kick that led to Ireland's second goal, he misses an almost carbon copy uh, sitter as well. Like Scotland did have the chances that were gifted by Ireland. But then when Ireland came and just having those moments, like the Obafemi, the Obafemi, uh, the torn and the, the touch and the torn and then the pass for Troy Parrott's goal. And Troy Parrott, like there's time that he was on his backside of having won the header or won the kind of knockdown for Obafemi and then six seconds later he's putting the ball in the net not even that because he has that bit of intent he's not just right lays it off and he takes a bit of time to get up he kind of had that urgency kind of felt as if maybe he had that little bit of uh, he had that maybe bit of a kick up the, the backside himself having been dropped because maybe not, had, not having the best of games out in, out in Armenia and 
it's just what Ireland provided it was just again something that hadn't been aired even in previous games was proper runners into the box as well yeah, for that goal yeah. like an, an option and just like you, you saw it like the Scottish the, the, the Scottish defender I think it was the right wing back was it Ralston he just like part of blitzed by him and he's obviously trying to I think look he's, he's kind of passing them on he's trying to give information but by the time he's doing it the centre back which again was Hanley the ball's all over his head like you, when you're playing just in front of the lads and not and giving them the time to just get set it's easy to defend against but when you have those sometimes like a runner into the box yeah. it just provides a threat and that coming back into that into the wing back um, section I'll, I'll talk about that that's where that's important as well because you can get at, at lads that are, get at teams that way and get into spaces that way and they hadn't done it in the previous games and they, were, they kind of did it yesterday which, I know, was, which well, was quite good totally agree the lack of runners against Armenia who admittedly were deep so it's harder but against Ukraine as well just there were no runners in behind against Ukraine and you're thinking how easy is this for the opposition and any team in the world would find that Obafemi Troy Parrott goal difficult to defend that is that is nightmare stuff it's a brilliantly timed run in behind and it was interesting I presume you watched it back then the RTE coverage Ray Houghton a few times in advance of the Parrott goal did say if there was one complaint about Parrott he wants to come short all the yeah. time and it's, and it's because yeah. he's such a good player and it's like give me a touch I want a touch I just want to be involved in the game and you kind of have to allow players like that who like being involved get involved but mm-hmm. that just showed the value of a run in behind and I hadn't seen Obafemi deliver a pass like that before. The vision, the quality of it, trajectory of it was just amazing. Like the third goal is the the eye-catching one. It's the one that will be used first on the the highlights montage the next time. But in some respects, that second goal from two players aged 21 or under, that's the one that would give everyone the most satisfaction because that really was quality. That's the thing. Like the two, the, the second goal. Like when's the last time you saw an Ireland team score a goal like that? Yeah, and also it's listen. It's not it's, we talked about form in this area. It's not as if right, that's that's going to be it all the time. That it's going to be so simple. But it just shows that there is that capability there to be able to split a defense open like that and have that option. And again, when teams are looking now, well, how do you play against Ireland? It just gives them something else to be a bit wary of. If depending on who's obviously on the pitch, do you know, because like, you have to be able to just mix the game up and like. Parrot, um, sorry, uh, Owefemi um, spoke about it after talking about it's something that he's worked on this season in terms of not just being that player in the box who scores goals and runs in behind and trying to become a more a more all-rounded player. Stephen Kenny, in the I think it was around the squad announcement, actually had said that having like, he'd been to see Owefemi numerous times. Um, because obviously there was the whole issue as well with the last squad where he where he, he didn't come in and he didn't want to go to the go to the twenty ones and Kenny went over and spoke to him and seen him and has watched him play and he even said he was seeing this kind of development in his game and his game evolving and it's it, listen it's it's promising and for someone even like this situation it's like this even situation with Owefemi how it's how it's been handled I think it's just been really good and tell him because it, very easily like. A different kind of maybe a personality could say, well, do you know what? You didn't want to be called up for the last the last camp because you you felt your body wasn't right for it. But we're not calling you up now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, it could have easily been right. Well, see how you do. We'll we're, we'll move on. But I think Kenny kind of had that bit of pragmatism about him and realized he needs this kind of player. Do you yeah. know? And um, I think it's been justified. And even how oh, Femi is seen with his interviews just. And just spoke to someone about him uh, last night, just around the camp. Just like they love him. In yeah, very likable. Like, very likable. 
just like and because and, and you know what as well and it's been something that's been said about him in, already in his career because you forget like he was a Premier League player when he was 18 and he's had really bad injuries with his hamstrings he's he's had to kind of work on his body which I think is something that's been understood by this management team with Ireland that mm. when it wasn't a case of a player maybe chucking in and not being bothered turning up for a friendly they kind of realised this was a young lad who had the ability and the talent to be a Premier League player at 18 years of age, has had really bad problems with it, with his hamstrings and his body and wanted to get himself right because he was beginning to actually beginning to actually find that bit of consistency at club level. And it's kind of, it's paid off, yeah. you know, like it, how it's been managed. I think that, I think Stephen Kenny and, and the staff in Ireland deserve a fair a bit of a pat on the back for that in terms of kind of Understanding where Alba Femi was coming at, and he's just slotted in, it seems to have slotted in around the squad as if he's been there all his life. David Snade, thanks so much. No bother at all. Take care. Cheers. The thoughts there, David Snade, at the game yesterday. Our football coverage is brought to you by Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports will be at Porky Cueve in just a moment with Larry Tompkins.